The second lesson, which will also be the basis for the sermon, St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 15, verses 1 through 11. Brothers, I am going to call your attention to the gospel that I preached to you. You received it, and you took your stand on it. You are also being saved by that gospel that was expressed in the words I preached to you, if you keep your hold on it, unless you believe in vain. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to over 500 brothers at the same time, most of whom are still alive, but some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, and then to all the apostles. Last of all, he appeared also to me, the stillborn child, so to speak. For I am the least of the apostles, and am not worthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted God's church. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not ineffective. On the contrary, I worked more than all of them, and yet it wasn't my doing, but it was the grace of God, which was with me, that did it. So whether it is I or they, that is what we preach, and that is what you believed. The word of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Have you ever had a day, or maybe just a moment in your life, that you could describe as being of first importance? I think it is safe to say that all of the married gentlemen here this morning have had at least one moment in their lives like that when after dating for months, maybe years, they got down on their knees and popped a question. And when she said yes, you jumped for joy and your whole life was changed forever, that was definitely a moment in your life of first importance. Students have moments like this. University student sits down for the final exam in her major course of study. How she does on this test is going to go a long way to determining her future, how she answers these questions that she's been studying for for so long. That is a moment of first importance in the life of a student. We Christians, our Christian faith, our Savior Jesus himself, we have a day of first importance. And today, Easter Sunday, is that day. If Easter Sunday is real, if Jesus Christ's resurrection is a historical fact, then it certifies the entire faith that we call Christianity. It totally changes the way that we live our lives, and it guarantees us eternal happiness. If, on the other hand, Easter is a fraud, if it's just a made-up fairy tale, then all of that unravels completely. I believe that both people who do believe in Easter and those who do not should be able to agree on the truth of at least one thing that we heard St. Paul say this morning. And that is that for Christians, for Christianity, and even for our Savior, Easter is of first importance. The main reason that Easter is of first importance is that before he was crucified, Jesus Christ predicted on several occasions that he would rise from the dead. Now we have a word in our English language for someone who says they are going to do something and then does not do it. We call that person a liar. 
If Jesus Christ is a liar, then he cannot be the holy son of God that he claimed to be. And if that's true, then it doesn't really even make sense. It's not really even logical to think of Jesus as a moral man or a good teacher. Because good teachers don't lie about who they are, and, and moral men don't say that they're going to do something and then not follow through. And if Easter is not real, the carnage doesn't even stop there. There really is no value at all, because Easter is so important. If it didn't happen, there's really no value at all in adhering to Christianity. Some guy who lied about himself and died 2,000 years ago, he can't help you. He can't do anything for you. He can't save you or deliver you to any kind of heaven. Easter is of first importance because if it didn't happen, sin and death are still in charge. Death has you in its sights, and when you go down, you're not going to get back up. Easter is of first importance without it. You and I might as well join in the motto of the world. Eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. Because if this life is all we have and there is no resurrection from the dead, it really doesn't make sense to live your life any other way than to just squeeze every drop of pleasure that you can for yourself out of every moment. Thing is, even if you live your life that way, in the end, you're still going down and you're not getting back up. Oh, and one other thing. Easter is of first importance because if it didn't happen, everything that we do here in this church is a giant waste of time. And it's actually worse than that. Without Easter, Sunday school is just a place where you brainwash kids into believing silly fairy tales. And your offering envelope, you would be better off flushing that thing down the toilet because at least then, your hard-earned money wouldn't be going to propagate silly nonsense. You see how Easter is of first importance? Without it, there's no faith, there's no salvation, there's no mission. Easter is of first importance, which is why our loving God has left for us no doubt whatsoever that Easter is real and it happened. St. Paul writes, He appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to over 500 brothers at the same time, most of whom are still alive, but some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, and then to all the apostles. Last of all, he appeared also to me. Now, after those witnesses saw the bodily resurrected Jesus Christ, they were so convinced that he had risen from the dead that they went out to the ends of the earth with the story that Jesus rose on Easter morning. And they refused to back down from that story, even when it cost them their freedom, their possessions, and in many cases, they sacrificed their own body for their story that Jesus bodily rose on Easter morning. Those eyewitnesses were totally convinced of this to a man. Now, people who do not believe in Easter will say, yeah, you know, sometimes people just get caught up in crazy ideas. People come to believe a lie and they get so engaged in that lie and they're so invested in it that they'll, they'll sacrifice a lot of things for it. Sometimes people even die for crazy lies that they believe in. And that's true. That does happen sometimes. It's also true, though, that people will not do that for something that they know is a lie. That first generation of Christians, they were in a position to know for a fact whether or not Jesus Christ rose from the dead. They could verify it with their own eyeballs. And they were so convinced that Jesus rose that they were willing 
to die for it. There is no way to explain those actions, the rapid spread of Christianity in the years after Jesus' resurrection, other than they did see Jesus bodily raised from the dead. And it's not just the testimony of human eyewitnesses that convince us Easter's reality. Even more importantly than that, it is the testimony of God himself. Paul writes, he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. The Old Testament scriptures going back hundreds of years before Christ's birth clearly predict the resurrection of God's Messiah. In Psalm 16, it says, you will not let your Holy One see decay. And Isaiah 53 makes the same prediction in different words. After the suffering of his soul, he will see the light of life. So it's not just the testimony of men that tells us Easter is real. It is the testimony of God the Holy Spirit. He inspired those Old Testament scriptures that looked ahead to Jesus' resurrection. He inspired the New Testament that records the history of Jesus' resurrection. God leaves us with no doubt about the reality of Easter because he testifies to it himself. Easter is of first importance, and it is an historical fact. 1,990 years ago, roughly, a group of ladies walked toward the grave of Jesus Christ, and they were expecting to find his corpse still inside of that grave. Instead, they found nothing but folded up clothes and an angel who delivered to them the best and most important news in the history of the world, that Jesus Christ was not there anymore in that tomb because he was alive. He had risen from the dead, and that good news changes everything. The reality of Easter is of first importance. Because it happened, we know that Jesus claimed to be the Son of God is true. He proved it by rising from the dead on Easter. And not only is Jesus God's son, he is also God's lamb. Before he rose from the dead on Easter, Jesus died on the cross to pay for our sins and the sins of the whole world. St. Paul reminds us what Jesus did for us before Easter Sunday. He died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures. He died for you and me to bring us back to God. And Easter Sunday proved God accepted that sacrifice because he raised his son from the dead. Easter is of first importance because Christ made that effective sacrifice and his resurrection proves that it worked. You and I as Christians have everything to look forward to. We know that the end of our lives in this world will only be the beginning of another life, and that one will never end. In verse 2, Paul writes, You are also being saved by that gospel. And we are. In the reality of Easter, we do not have to live our lives in fear of death, not as we go through our daily lives and not when we are on our deathbeds either, because we have a Savior who has conquered death for us, and he will raise us on the last day. Easter is of first importance because it guarantees that eternal life, not only to you, but to everyone you know who has died with faith in Jesus in their heart. Easter is so important because it means that when you and I remember Christians who have passed away, we can smile even through our tears because we know that they live with our Savior who conquered death. And because Christ is risen indeed. We Christians now live an entirely changed life for as long as we live in this world. 
Did you hear the effect that Easter had on St. Paul? You know, before Paul came to believe in Easter, he spent his time persecuting Christians like you and me, and he seems to have actually rather enjoyed it. But listen to the change that took place in his life after Jesus appeared to him and showed him the reality of Easter. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not ineffective. On the contrary, I work more than all of them. So what is it about your life that says, maybe Christ didn't rise from the dead? What is it about your life that says, maybe Easter isn't real? Is it the way you worship? Or the frequency with which you worship? Is it the way you give? As if maybe Christ isn't alive to provide for you? Is it the way you treat your fellow human beings as if Jesus didn't die and rise for them too? Or is it maybe the way you worry as if Christ were not alive and in control of all things? Whatever it is, let Easter change it. To the knowledge of Easter, knowing that we have a risen Savior who is alive and in control, knowing that our sins are forgiven and this world and this life is not all we have, that totally changes our lives to live for God's purpose. It changes us just as it changed St. Paul and the purpose of his life. We live like people with a Savior who is alive because he is. And one more reason that Easter is of first importance. It makes what we do here in this congregation and what other Christian congregations like this one do it makes this work the most important thing there is in the world. A place like Sunday school becomes a place where children who need a Savior hold on to their risen Savior Jesus and hold on to him tight for the rest of their lives. The reality of Easter makes the news that we proclaim to each other in this sanctuary good news that transcends eternity. Easter is of first importance. And we know it is reality. St. Paul concludes, this is what we preach, and that is what you believe. We believe the testimony of the eyewitnesses who saw the risen Jesus. We believe the testimony of the Holy Spirit, who proclaims it throughout the scriptures. Christ is risen indeed. Our sins are forgiven. We have the promise of eternal life. And now we have the singular aim in this life of worshiping and glorifying God in all we do. Easter is of first importance. Thank God it is reality. Alleluia. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. And amen.